You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Hello, Pogues. It's me, having perished after watching a terrible film. Now, I roam the podcast universe, doing commentary on bad crow films for the rest of my life, or death. I, 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 don't, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, <laughs> but there's only four of them. Oh, good. Then my time will be short. Do they get better after the second one? Because it was pretty ass. Uh... According to one trivia comment on IMDb, no, this is considered the best, so I can only assume the Shit. other ones are... <laughs> Shit! Alright, do you know anything about crow, like, curses? Do you know a way that I can die so I don't have to do this? Or do you at least know if I have to do the crow video game? Because it looks pretty bad. I got bad news. You have to do the crow video game and the crow TV show, and you have to oh. do each episode. Oh, God, no, please. It was only aired in French. It only aired in French Canada. You're it only aired in Manitoba. Some sins, Ben, they follow you unto death. Oh boy! Well, I might as well might as well get this one out of the way. You know, so I can move on. Maybe take a break, get something to eat. You know, before I have to go watch the crow. I don't know. Uh, gutter of tragedy or whatever the next one's called uh, yeah i can only i can't imagine the names get better is my thoughts <laughs> yeah because i have to say i don't recall seeing a lot of angels in this city other than that i know that city of angels is like a pseudonym for los angeles right? which i do not think the movie took place in it in watching it don't think so yeah, for a movie that supposedly was maybe, I don't know, at least partially filmed in L.A., at least on a couple sound stages, they could have at least used some exterior shots. But no, it's just uh, it's just some smoky warehouses and a lot of what appears to be, uh, to my recollection, bad miniature work. Uh, yeah, there is a scene where they pan through the city at the beginning. and uh, Me and Ben watched this one together, and I, we mentioned that it looks like the start of Mystery Science Theater 3000. You know, where they go past, like, the fake building? Yeah, because you know it's just being, like, filmed in Joel's basement, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, So It's, like, on a soundstage at, like, uh, public access television. It's, <laughs> it is weird. And then there's a sign which I, I did not... Yeah, it said Jesus saves, and then it went out and it says us saves, and I was like, does that make sense? I, I imagine we were supposed to interpret it as save us. Yeah, but it but, wasn't written that way. <laughs> yeah, it's not really, not really how anyone's going to pick it up. So if you weren't aware, um, uh, 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 Pogues and I uh, took on the, the the solemn dark pact of continuing our podcast, and that meant doing a another episode of the crow franchise which of course we did ages ago great episode highly recommend amazing but there episode. are there are many sequels and just we weren't ready to give up on halloween month so we decided to go with uh this very exciting um all saints day week mm-hmm. which is which is just sort of like a just sort of a way to get you acclimated back into the regular non-spooky episodes of not another origin story yeah, we didn't want to just drop you right back into the happy-go-lucky world of, you know, whatever comic book movie we do next. But, folks, this movie didn't want you to feel too out of your element, so it gave you what you always ask for up front. I mean, I know Pogues is always telling me, he's like, I can't really get into this protagonist's, you know, trials and tribulations without knowing who the third key grip is. This movie had... I, I We all know my hatred of opening title credits i don't like them in movies i don't think they should be in movies i think they should play underneath of the movie plane fine this one though is just smoke there's no like not even like a graphic there's just smoke and then like aerial new font of just yeah, the least, characters at least like x-men or uh you know or like uh, uh the first uh, spider-man uh, movie the second yeah Spider-Man they gave movie. us sort of like a a PowerPoint presentation of like DNA, you know, at least we get something to look at. The original Batman movie has that weird spin around Batman logo. At least I'm trying to figure out what's going on. This, I was not trying to figure out anything. 
except for why <laughs> why we decided to watch it yeah it's um it's intense and it's not it does not instill a lot of confidence in your film for um for the for the first active scene to be the worst animated crow you've ever seen oh my yeah um, it is like the worst green screen too it's a combination of like a really shitty prop with a really shitty green screen just kind of rotoscoped into a, a shot over a miniature set of a steamy Los Angeles that never sees uh, an absence of fog or daylight, to my knowledge. Is that right? Yeah, yeah there's also uh, so much water in Los Angeles. You have to wonder, like, they, they come across several, like, streams. And, there. I mean, it's just absurd the amount of water in a town where it Look, never rains. Here's a fun sentence. Iggy Pop gets a burial by river. So that's something that happens in L.A. Yes, <laughs> he, he appears to be being buried like in the Los Angeles River, which is, you know, hilariously, it's called the Los Angeles River because it's just a concrete embankment in case it floods. It's yeah, it's it's, it's never full from... of mod- water. Water. That's the bit. I've seen T two. Yeah, I know that aqueduct is dry. <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's so hilarious. They still call it the Los Angeles River. But if you were surprised by what I just said, yes, that's right. Iggy Pop has a a primary role in this film, which is a disaster because Iggy Pop. (laughs) It's important to note Ben didn't say Iggy Pop is acting in the Crow City of Angels. Iggy Pop is is in all in all sense in legal terms uh, uh, a scene on screen (laughs) at some times during this film. Yeah, Iggy Pop was president while a camera was rolling. I mean, yeah. Oh, he to say he's bad at acting is not being fair enough. Iggy, stop! It's not working. Uh, is 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 the note I have to give to him because his presence is to be sort of like an unhinged, you know, Joker esque thing. But he isn't even doing like a weird, awkward Jared Leto Joker. He's doing more like he is 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 cold reading lines from an abandoned script. From Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And his one direction was yell or like make kissy faces. Yeah. From from one moment to the next, he appeared to be asleep or under duress. Those were the things that I experienced. Those were the range of emotions I got from Iggy Pop. In watching it, it did make me realize maybe drugs are bad for you. (laughs) Because I think a life of hard drugs has not done Iggy Pop any favors. He looks like yeah. a cadaver. But if I thought anyone could look less lifelike, which because I, I think Iggy Pop may have been done with claymation at certain times. Yes. In this film. He was like a Rankin Bassa. <laughs> if 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 anyone is is um, is delivering a little bit less than Iggy Pop, it might be Mia Kirshner, uh, the the leading lady of this film, who could have been played by a cardboard cutout, and you probably wouldn't have noticed. Which is strange because I feel like she gives you a little bit in the beginning. Like when we open, we we witness her seeing visions of the protagonist, uh, Ash Corvin, dope name, dude, mm-hmm. dope name. Do you think if you're ever young and like as you get uh, as you get to be like old enough to sort of recognize your own name and you're like, what is my name? Uh, yeah, your name, you're, sorry, your name is Dark Shadow Man. Oh fuck, I'm gonna experience a traumatic. <laughs> Yeah. event that turns me into Wait, a killer aren't I? my last name comes from the latin word for crow motherfucker <laughs> oh, fuck me i am in trouble wait my name is just raven with a d in front of it oh <laughs> that's gonna be bad i i really just can't get in any relationships right now i am afraid that i'm gonna experience a traumatic murder and become yeah. a killer as moment. soon as i marry someone some people fuck are gonna me. break into my house like it's the beginning of faust oh boy um, similarly, uh, if your name is Spider Monkey, you can you can definitely be assured that you're going to be a, a drug dealer of some kind. Um, yeah, well, if you work for, if your drug dealing Kingpin lives in what appears to be the set from Stargate, where he thinks he's the Egyptian, <laughs> like a pharaoh, they cut to this guy who has like a scarab on a leash, and he's like, mm, "What did your oracle tell you?" I, we I lost it then when I was like, "I think Ben started a different movie, and he just wants to see how long it'll take me to realize." Hi, yeah, sorry to bother you. It's me, uh, Tim Pope, director of The Crow, colon, City of Angels. Um, you guys are done shooting Stargate, the the syndicated television show in here, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think we're done. I think we're all wrapped for today. 
is it okay if I film if I film some some vague pornography in here yeah. to just sort of jam could, in my movie? Could I maybe just get some girls in uh, pseudo bondage gear and just pour some wax on them while I film it with twelve different video cameras? Actually, it's a good question before I get started. Does anyone know anything about S&M before I get started? Because mostly I know it's going to be lots of nipples and collars. It's all I got. Uh, so if you've got any any detail on, I don't know, just some, some general boundaries for this kind of sexual activity, that would help a lot. Because otherwise, I'm going to look like a weird amateur fetishist. Now, I assume that people just film it and then sit in another room and watch them on a bank of monitors like they're a director filming a movie. <laughs> Because that's what gets me hard. I mean, Ooh, sorry. <laughs> I love being in Video Village, just rubbing one out. Did, did, did we get a clean take of that one? No, no. I think we're good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're not going to do a pickup. But Mia Kirshner is, the very, at least at the very beginning, like is like vaguely a character. She appears to be a tattoo artist. Like everyone living in this mostly down, like this terrible lawless wasteland of LA. Uh, I, I, look, I know that there's bad parts to many cities. As a resident of Chicago, I'm aware, but they aren't just misty Mad Max yeah, yeah, lawless. I was going to say, they were in the part of, like, they were like, I, I saw Escape from LA. That's the way Los Angeles is, right? It's one big prison island? Oh, it's not? That, that was a movie with Kurt Russell where the climax is him trying to make seven uh, free throws in three minutes? Cool. Oh, can we get can we get Kurt Russell? No. All right. Never mind. We'll no, just do this no. one. <laughs> what about a big French guy? Can we do that? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out, Ben, that may blow your mind, or okay. you may be like, I don't remember what the fuck you're talking about. Do you remember The Crow at all? The first movie. Okay, I, this is a problem for me going into this movie because I only had uh, a somewhat of a recollection of the original Crow. Yeah, which we watched like but, four years ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago, and it wasn't exactly like the deepest thing, but um. What I do recall uh, 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 from from that franchise is that uh, Eric Draven is his name, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah, Eric um, Draven. He is he is he is painfully murdered, and I think maybe his girlfriend is too. Yes, his and, girlfriend is raped and murdered, I believe. And the vague crow legacy revives him for a period of time for in which he can get his revenge. Yes, uh, it's all it's often often referred to um, uh, as. Uh, a Liam Neeson state. You're 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 brought back to life to find yeah, where took your daughter slash wife slash. It's like cousin. a fugue state, but we just call yeah. it the <laughs> the Liam Neesons. Yeah. So he was in his Liam Neesons, and he uh, he put on some bad face paint and a really short midriff shirt, and then he went from killer to killer, killing them. And I think he dies on the roof of a church and is buried at the end. Yes, I'm, I'm guessing. So. So one of the things that happens in the movie is at the end, the, the crow is killed, and that's what gives the crow his power. As long as the crow is alive, which actually has, I think, his soul inside of it, he can't be killed. Right. So they kill the crow, and so he basically is now just immortal again. But he manages to kill this guy, and uh, he's dying, and he goes back to the grave of his wife and dies at the end of the movie, as near as I can remember. Now... I started thinking about it when we were watching this because at one point there's like a young girl in this movie and I was like, oh, I think there was a a young kid in the first movie too that was really weird. So I was looking at the Wikipedia a little bit while we were watching it and uh, it occurred to me because at one point in this movie, the guy comes back, uh, whatever his name was, Corvin, and this girl is basically like, you've come back, uh, you're a crow, your job is to murder the people who murdered you. And I was like, Wow, this girl knows so much about the mythos of the crow. It's because her character is supposed to be the young, like, runaway who lives with Draven and his girlfriend in the first movie. And who gets... Yes, and that's the ring she's wearing is Draven's wife's ring that she gets at the end of the movie. That's why she knows so much about... And I was like, oh, that makes more sense. But then as I was watching, I was like, no, it makes even less sense. (laughs) Yeah, this movie, I should be clear, does not make any attempts to connect itself to the original Crow. Any. Uh, which apparently that, it did. We just didn't pick up on it because neither one of us could remember there was a girl in it named Sarah. Also, I didn't know that was that girl's name until the end of the movie. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I recall that. But, but the strangest thing about her character is that at the beginning, she just seems like sort of like an aimless, uh, aimless tattoo artist looking yeah. to find something hopeful in this grim world. Uh, 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 just like a hopeful goth character, 
But then as soon as as soon as the character uh known as known as Ash Corvin uh revives himself from from the water where he was buried with his or dropped with his son, uh she just like goes into like a weird like zoned out state that she never comes out of for the yes, rest of the movie. This woman also has like a set of eyes on her that just look like doll's eyes. Like they don't look real. And 90% of the scenes with her are just shots of her vacantly staring off into space. Like somebody gave her a bunch of quaaludes and then they were like, just film her for 40 minutes and we'll cut it into the movie. Like she just looks like she's at one point Ben mentioned, I don't, she doesn't blink. We don't think in the whole movie. I don't think I ever saw her eyelids come down. Most of her acting is like, if you gave your dog a command, it didn't know. And it just sort of like tilt its head and looked at you curiously. That, that is her whole thing from, uh, from minute one to minute, what 85 yeah <laughs> this yes movie's, this movie's length <laughs> it's it feels longer but yeah and then so in my mind you know we, we criticized that like the movie didn't make any sense and now that i know there's a tie-in i still don't think it really makes any sense while she doesn't have a better grip but then the other thing that is weird is in this movie they try to create like a love story based on two people whose interactions are i picked you up at the docks you ran away I painted your face and then you came back once to talk to me and now we're in love because he's like, I could stay to be with you. And it's like, you just met this person and she kind of dished on your dead son. It was it just, is, yeah. I mean, we have seen, we have seen some very awkward uh, attempts at, at inserting romance into these films. But yet she, she goes comatose, which does not help her situation in this romantic cycle. But no. there are very few scenes of them together. No, yeah, it, it's maybe like 10 minutes. And there's not even, there's apparently like a director's cut, which they cut tons of stuff out of the movie. So I was like, oh, I'm going to look it up and see if I can figure out how they, like, there must be like tons of scenes with the two of them. No, mostly it's just like, this scene's longer. What's his name kills more people. Uh, there's shots of like something happening that they just cut out for length. And I'm like, so there's still no reason for them to fall in love. The, the the fact that she's she's correlated to the first movies makes so much more sense now because without that it would not make sense why when she witnessed a man crawl his way out of a canal uh, uh uh seemingly wounded she does not take him somewhere for help because what she does in the film is wordlessly somehow drag him because she's not a big person drag this man all the way back to her weird filthy warehouse floor which is definitely going to make this man go septic um, and drops him on the floor, like on a bunch of drywall covered in mud, and just like lets him like sleep there. W- awakens him and then begins painting him with the crow makeup, which is, which again, having not been given the context that she has any awareness of the original film or its canon, is a really weird thing to do and should definitely be freaking out Ash more than it does. Yeah, I mean it's yeah everybody's reaction is weird in in this whole thing. And also, apparently, they cut out a scene when he wakes up. She tells him that he's the crow. And instead of just being like, that's not true, she apparently, in the, the edited version, picks up a knife and stabs him. Which I'm like, oh. fucked up way to prove somebody's undead. Although, I would have preferred that scene in there somewhere because it at least would have been yeah. interesting. And this is something else I saw that I, I was like, oh, this would have been way more interesting. To try to avoid comparisons to the first crow because... Um, Goyer, the writer, who we've spoken about numerous times in his uh, Nicolas Cage style of writing, where sometimes he's a genius and sometimes he writes the worst shit you've ever seen in your life. Sometimes that madness just lines up. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you get leaving Las Vegas, sometimes you get next. It's just a real roll of the dice. Uh, But they originally were going to have the story be that Sarah grows up and gets murdered and comes back as a crow. And I'm like, that would have been a way better movie. Also good. Yeah, it would have been, like, more entertaining to be like, oh, here's a tie, and she would come back already knowing who she is and what she has to do. Also, these these movies, all of the Crow movies, love their damsels, just, like, mm-hmm. useless useless female characters that just experience trauma so that the male character can go do some cool shit. So it would be nice for that character to, to actually be a woman. That would be a, a fun take, but no, of course, we don't get stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, so um, it's, it's kind of disappointing, because, like, in reading this stuff, I was like, that would have been a, a, such a far more interesting movie. But instead, we got this. 
Uh, yeah. Instead, we get uh, this setup, which is that that the Corvin is thrown into the into the canal uh, outside of L.A. Which, by the way, don't need to shoot him beforehand. That that water will kill him. Yeah. Um, chucking him into the water with his son. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of like comic. This is <laughs> the band of <laughs> the band of 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 gang members is like this like weirdly like eclectic diverse group of gang of gang gang bangers that, that they, yes. they reminded me of like the burger king kids club but, but, but of criminals yeah there was sort of a one of each sort of situation <laughs> um but they they they're they're committing some sort of other crime like murdering a guy the, yeah they're and, murdering a drug dealer and just some they're drug rant- dealers and and Corvin happens to observe it happening because and... his son hears gunshots while they're in his automotive oh, right, shop right. and says, "Ooh, what's that?" and runs towards them as if loud bangs are enticing to anyone. But yeah, so uh, they, they see him they see them murdering this person and then yeah. they decide we need to kill him. Which is this this is 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 returned to like seven or eight times of the film, but doesn't make a ton of sense to me because th- there's there are no cops. There Never. Are, there is not even the sound of a siren. A building and, explodes. Not even a fire truck shows up. <laughs> I feel like you see bodies just kind of in the background of most scenes. Like this is like as you said earlier, this is like Escape from New York level here. There's nobody here. Yeah. So I don't know why they suddenly aren't are concerned about being told on and and not to mention that he just catches a glimpse of like these weirdos in all kinds of like absurd dress just who like who are also ki- kicking a guy in an alley a video camera and are filming yeah. them murdering so that's worse evidence than a random person video is very great evidence it's so bizarre like you said when you said it, i didn't think about it. i was like yeah why would they care it appears to be that this guy runs the city no one's stopping him there's no police no one investigates murders Every building appears to just be abandoned. It's really bizarre that that's the story. Because, you know, like in the first one, there's, I forget what the reason is. Something happens where they come after him and his girlfriend because they're mad at him or something. I forget. But yeah, there's at have, least, they, like, a purpose. They have some reason to, 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 to try and take him down, that's for sure. And then, but I don't... and then, like, it's sort of the same thing, though, which is, like, when I read the thing where they're like, well, we didn't want it to seem like the original Crow. It's like, well, you probably should have made a different movie then because this is, like, beat for beat a shittier version of the original movie. Like, the original movie has, like, remember there's all the different gang members who are all, like, different types of zany? Yeah, they all have, like, their own, like, like bit, uh, whether it's, like, a, it's like a, a recurring catchphrase or sort of, like, a general vibe. And, yeah, this one's got, it's got, like, sort of a bad facial hair drug dealer. It's got sort of vaguely drug like 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 drug addled iggy pop wearing leather and being sort of like a jared leto type and then it's got it's got an asian character named collie who's got who's got throwing stars and yeah a a staff and then it's got a perverted thomas jane oh my god he was such a blip i forgot yeah i fucking forgot what a waste of thomas jane Thomas Jane, the fucking original Punisher, appears briefly in a weird, like, like dollar store red hair wig, where he go- where he like jerks off to a to a to a stripper yes. in the okay. porn shop, and then he- and then dies. Here's just a couple of things, real quick. <laughs> One, apparently, the scene where his wig comes off in the car was an accident. They just didn't tape it down well, and the director thought it was funny and left it in. Two, the woman who's the stripper that he watches. She's known for this movie. She has 20 credits, and she's known for a scene where she's topless and in it for two and a half minutes. Three, this man is a drug dealer. Why is he going to a strip club to jerk off in a booth instead of just paying for a stripper or getting any, like, drug addict to fuck him for drugs? Like, this guy could not have a hard time finding sex. I don't understand what's happening. I don't know the economics of of real-life porn shops because, uh, well beyond my experience level, but I'm pretty sure... Like the ones that require like a nickel so that you can watch someone in like a weird box. Uh, probably, yeah, like you said, probably a lot of better outlets out there for a man who presumably has a lot of money from the criminal yeah. enterprise he is a major part of. This I isn't think. like you're like the guy's like an accountant. He doesn't want his wife to know and he's afraid of getting like an STD. This guy's a drug dealer <laughs> like and a murderer. Like it just makes like, no we, sense. We see later 
Iggy Pop attending an orgy, which yes. appears to be without entry. Uh, and as I noticed in my notes, uh, uh, well, well checked for fire exits. I don't yes. know why I found it so striking. The back of this sort of gothic tapestry filled room full of, full of half nude people fucking in the middle of like a, a rave. It's just like a very well lit fire exit. It's spectacular. <laughs> oh fuck. That place must have smelled bad. Oh God. Just balls, beer and. I don't want to know what the other one is. <laughs> hey, you know what else was a forgotten concept in this film? We Story? see an early flash. Yes, but we see in an early flashback that Corvin here uh, knows some magic. And yes, he for some and, reason and, is a sleight of hand mechanic. And in his first att- his first uh, kill when he fights the drug dealer, he does like a bit of like a card thing that doesn't make sense because he makes Spider Monkey the drug guy draw a card and then doesn't explain like. Hey, you know, there's only like so many like face cards in a deck. If you pull a face card and maybe I'll let you live. You know, he doesn't say he doesn't give yeah, any he, kind of parameters. He just says pick a card, it might improve your chances. Which is like not a great thing you want to hear when you know you're gonna be murdered. <laughs> and then he draws like a king of hearts. No, he and, draws like, the Jack of Diamonds. Yeah. And then uh, Craven pulls out or whatever his name is, pulls out the King of Diamonds and says, Rough luck. What the fuck was the trick? <laughs> Yeah, it's you not picked magic. a card that's not even next to the card. It's not like you got the queen or the ten. You just picked it's a not, random card. It's not magic, nor is it any kind of game or 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 or, or like luck chance that I could that I could. Yeah, it's not like he somehow pulled out the same card, or he wasn't like put it back in and then you know like tapped him and flipped over the top card and it was the jack of diamonds. And you were like, oh, he's gonna. Di-. It was just like he just pulled a random card out and was like, fuck you, and he killed him. <laughs> it's like the worst magic trick ever. It'd be like if I was like, Ben, pick a car, and then you pull one out, and I just punch you. (laughs) (laughs) But what what, was profoundly strange, even stranger than that, is that there's no return to magic. There is at one point. Remember when he runs into the uh, little girl junkie who earlier we saw Sarah bought, uh, like, Chinese for? Uh, and then he, she's holding like a bag of heroin and he catches it on fire, which is like kind of fucked up because she's a heroin addict. So who knows what she did to get that? But he's just like, you have the power to stop being an addict. All right, bye. And then just leaves and we never see that girl again. <laughs> I, was, I was really expecting her to come back at the end and be like, I cleaned myself up or something. But no, she's just gone. So yeah, he, another, he did drug magic. We spent, we spent like two or three scenes with the with the random alley girl. Yeah, with no resolution. And I again, I assume that's supposed to be sort of like in the first movie where sarah is like remember her dad i forget what happens I, yeah I really vague, he might have been a cop actually in the first well, one then they in, the first, out, in the first one miss, there are police they miss out on an awesome opportunity then because if they if they just spent a little more time with this random girl then she could be the obvious uh, unexplained connection to the third film yeah yeah maybe she will be maybe ran, maybe her name is random drug girl oh please don't remind me that we have to watch another one of these i just please don't to even call this like even though it can like even if i had known going in that that was the same character and i really remembered the first movie i don't think i would have been like well this is much better because the movie's still really bad he all right the premise of the crow the first crow movie is a guy is his wife is murdered and he gets revenge that's basically the plot some stuff happens in between there's a little bit of you know him knowing the girl blah 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 but all in all it's a revenge movie he like lights one guy on fire in his car he cuts up another guy this movie is like a revenge movie but you have no idea who the villains are because remember in the first crow they like kind of set them all up before he shows up and starts murdering them right this one you're just like you don't even see him die you don't see him beforehand it's all vision until he comes back and then you're just like all right here's four people and he goes and kills them. like when he kills spider monkey he could be killing anyone from the scene they showed of him being attacked because they all look vaguely the same. Like, all the white dudes just kind of have long hair and are wearing yeah. leather, so you can't even tell which one's which. I, we should point out, too, that this, this movie was, was being announced in the mini-episode. is was filmed by a man whose only credits before and after, to my recollection, uh, are music videos. Now he's yeah, I, I don't famous, think he directed anything else again. He's a famous music video guy. He's done lots and lots and lots for, like, The Cure and, and for all kinds of bands. Some, mostly some Iggy Pop. Mostly, mostly in Britain initially, uh, yeah, and some hip hop, uh, um, and that is very evident because 
there are scenes that are very like music video like like doing like 360 like spin shots slow like slow motion spin shots of like a woman showering or like having lots of like billowy tapestries as someone walks down like a long hallway you know lots of like that really over uh uh over the top exaggerated scenery except for where it would matter like during yes. any of the scenes of merit like we get lots of long scenes of like of like the the main character like climbing out of the water and like and like scaling like uh scaling like the pier at a skewed angle but then when like he goes to like kill someone it's just like a blurry handy cam in a barrel yeah. warehouse <laughs> the first time he goes to kill somebody half of his fight of killing the guy is just what appears to be almost the exact same shot of the of the guy he's trying to kill running through a series of barrels like it's a maze and the crow just standing on top going <laughs> like every so often and it's just it's like he's just sometimes a little higher sometimes a little lower and that's it and then he pushes him into a barrel and then says he's gonna kill him and then asks to know who are the other people who helped and it's like dude the the bird led you here you don't really need to know the bird will just keep taking you to where you need to go sort of the point of the bird (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean the movie is just it's so bizarre and then this was something else that i I thought was was hilarious so in the first movie i don't know if you remember but the main bad guy whose name i don't recall his i think it's his sister who he may be having sex with the first movie's weird uh she's like a witch of some kind and she's the one who figures out that if they can kill the crow uh the original coach draven will be a human and you can kill him then and he won't be able to stop you in this movie the drug kingpin also has a witch so am i to believe that the crow takes place in a world where like when you become a crime lord you have to go find a witch (laughs) just like just have hang out with you i don't i don't totally track what's what's like what what it's like here in the city because he appears to have like an Egyptian castle, as we mentioned earlier, and he has yes. a witch, and he's got like a seer's table, or like yeah. some sort of like magic, uh, magic eye, which is bizarre because obviously the crow concept is magic, but it's sort of this sort of like, I don't know, it's this fantasy realism that we just pretend to ignore in the first one, where it's like, it's yes, this this curse brought him back, but everyone else is just a regular person, you know, which makes more sense than if you're just like, yeah, there's magic because then nobody should really be that surprised when a guy comes back from the dead. If you're, if you work with a witch, you know, wouldn't you just be, oh look, that guy came back from the dead. Oh, you, I work for a drug dealer who's fucking his sister and she's a witch. She can see into the future. Really, it's, I work at a Seven Eleven. That guy there does some really shoddy card tricks. Uh, it also allows them to just sort of do anything with the plot without justification, yeah. other than also, m- uh, mysticism. Yeah, they sort of introduce this guy in the beginning, and then he kind of disappears for a while, and then he kind of comes back, and then he kind of dis- and again, you have like no basis. And I guess I did see in the the stuff that was cut out, he had a little bit more of a story. But it didn't really come in until the end. But his story is... Where, where was it at? Shoot. Uh, Judah, because his name's Judah Earl, uh, reveals his motives in wanting the crow's power. He tells Sarah when he was captured by her... Oh, when he has captured her, about himself falling into icy water and drowning and nearly dying when he was younger and visiting hell before he was revived, which he uh... enjoyed. He enjoyed hell, which seems re- weird leading to his obsession with the occult and wanting to become the way that he is. Why would he want the crow's power? Because the crow can't die. Like, the crow can't go on. That's sort of the premise. As long as the crow, the bird, is alive, the person cannot go to heaven. Which is also, like, sort of weird that, like, you can get into heaven, but you got to go murder all those people who murdered you first. Uh, weird deal, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not God. I'm crow man. God's kind of occupied right now. <laughs> Um, Pogues, at some point in this movie, someone says, and I quote, I want to nail your head to my pussy seat. Yeah. Um, can you help me with that one? No. And even if I could, I wouldn't tell you what it meant because I feel like, (laughs) I feel like if I knew, I would be upset that I knew. (laughs) I wouldn't want to admit Um, it on a recording in case this, you know, I ever wanted to like run for public office or get married. Um, we also Also, see Every basic line that Iggy Pop says, I feel like he only half remembered and just filled in with whatever word he... Because at one point he says something very homophobic, 
but also that makes no sense the statement makes zero sense it's just like he wanted to, to work uh you know a homophobic slur into a sentence and it was like i don't got a good way to do it it's just coming out in the middle and then um, i'm gonna weirdly suck my finger for a while yeah there's his death sequence is also like disappointing because he is the primary minion he is the last one to die he is present for like many many scenes of trying to figure out who the crow is and like where he's hiding and who he's hiding with um and his sequence is just him like at that orgy i mentioned earlier that well-lit fire exit orgy um and and he sees the crow who by the way chases him with a shotgun which is so against the whole vibe my dude. yeah yeah it feels disappointing when you're like what's your power i can't be killed cool what do you do i just use a gun like a regular person that could be killed <laughs> Like this isn't the other movie we watched, The Old Guard. Like I, I would like, to, I would like, yes, because in the first one, he, I don't, I don't think he uses a gun, right? He just like runs into rooms. And, I, like, I think at some point he has a gun, but I, I think he mostly stabs people with knives, if I recall right. Throws people out windows and, and that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So he he's got like a, a tactical spaz twelve, and he's just like blasting this orgy he's, apart he's really bad at it really bad at it which makes sense because as we understand from before he's just a magician slash bike yes. mechanic <laughs> and then this has to be the scene which in reading all the stuff that they said about like the guys went on message boards and were like if we make a crow sequel like what what is the what do the fans of the crow want and like everybody was like like be respectful of what happened to Brandon Lee because you know it's, it's a tragedy that he died making the first movie. It's really sad and you know his life, you know, just a real devastating loss. So they put a scene which is basically the scene that Brandon Lee got killed in, which is the crow being shot repeatedly by people. And I, I while we were watching it in my mind I thought why would they have redone this of all the scenes from the first yeah. movie? Would you pick the one synonymous with Brendan Lee's actual death? It's so think, upsetting. Do you think Vincent Perez at some point was like, sorry, we're doing what? What now was the issue? Yeah. I think you would be like, can we not? Is there another scene? We have and, a shotgun. It's 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 a shot, It's a real shotgun, but we have it loaded with blanks. Hold on. Yeah, it's got blanks in it. But uh, 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 we're going to shoot you with it. And then uh, you're going to pretend to not die. And then we'll move on from there. Uh, well, uh... <laughs> well, you you know that, uh, sadly, I mean, this is sad, but I guess in the long run, maybe it helped out. Because of what happened to Brandon Lee, when they fire blanks at people now, they actually put a screen, a, like a bulletproof sheet in between them. So if it does do what it did, where it caught a like a casing and then ejects it, it'll hit that instead of the actor and there is a thing on the making of matrix where they're showing the scene where they're fighting in that uh you know the bank building and they fire it and like three rounds fly out and hit that thing and keanu reeves is on the other side and i was like i would be like i'm not making this movie anymore <laughs> just i was like oh my god that's like so scary that it must still happen very commonly but i just couldn't believe in this film of all the things to have ripped off from the first movie why that scene couldn't he have been stabbed a bunch of you know what i mean like there's other ways to show that he can't be hurt just seems very awkward i mean you want to talk about awkward i mean we could just go through this whole yeah this whole i mean the whole movie is awkward but that just one of the things to me uh was just so weird that that was like what they put in especially after like half of the stuff in the imdb trivia is about how the directors didn't want to reference the first movie and then i'm like but you made a shot for shot remake almost but it took out any story yeah i don't know what they were i don't know what they were hoping to accomplish if not just do the crow again with with a worse cast mm -hmm. uh and, yeah and less it, ingenuity you know yeah it feels like too i mean they're, they're supposed to be relaunching the crow series they're supposed to be making another movie good my curse will my curse will continue fantastic yeah now but the thing that gets me is like if you were to sit down and explain this movie to an executive and you were like i want to make an action movie about a guy who can basically keep getting shot and keeps killing people and they'd be like so it's like john wick and you'd be like yes but he's dead and it's sort of like a horror film too you would think every movie of Zach's like penis would just fly off you know in excitement of ripping off something else that already sells these sequels prove they must not be able to master what is a very simple premise that could easily be turned into a good movie. I mean, I think a lot of it is the vibe, right? You want to capture the vibe of the original Crow, which is lots of, um, which almost 
in some way makes sense that you would hire a music video director, but I feel like you just want someone else, like, maybe maybe hire a music video guy for, like, the cinematographer and, like, hire a real director to actually put together a competent film. And and you would think, too, that, like, you would understand the basic of revenge films. Like you said, what's the most enjoyable part of a revenge film is seeing a purpose, like, the person get their comeuppance. If you don't know who the person is, you're just watching a movie where a guy is murdering people. It's not even entertaining, then. It has to be talented, creative, or or or, or otherwise like uh, 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 interesting. You know, what I yeah, mean? you you like, have to like hate the people. But since his story is just told in like really shitty flashbacks, and you don't really get any relationship with him and his son, I mean, it's it's fucked up. They kill a kid, but it's like done in such a way where you really can't even tell what the hell's going on. So there's no like moment where when he kills somebody, you're like, ooh, he really got them back. You're just like, I don't remember which one that was in the flashback. What? If you watch like Taken, right? You get you get you're you're being engaged by um, the main character being kind of like a detective and being mm-hmm. creative and talented. If you watch like like the Rambo movies, you're in it because they're gonna do like like off the wall gore sequences with with an, or, an immense. Or I mean, like even like like John Wick is in some ways a crow esque movie, a man who. It's somewhat supernatural in a sense, yeah, but it's uh-huh. a revenge movie. And when he finally gets his revenge, you're like, yeah, fuck those guys. They killed his dog. Like nobody kills a right. dog. That's messed up. And his wife's dead. That's also messed up. So like you feel something when he kills those people at the end and like you want him to find them and kill them. But from a beat I mean, by maybe beat don't presence, want them to, but you, you know, from a beat by beat, beat by beat method too, you get to watch him do like, yes, get to them. Well, 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 talented choreography, and the crow didn't have any of those things. The original one, but it still was more entertaining because they were to capture well, sort of a mood and a vibe. There, and there like is an one thing that the first crow had that this movie didn't have, which is a person who could do some martial arts. Like Brandon Lee could True. actually. That's do, so the fight scenes point. are yeah. actually Brandon Lee occasionally beating the shit out of people when they wanted it to be in there. It was, and then this movie is, I mean, I, I hate jump cut fight scenes where it's like he, oh. it's just shots of people like swinging and you can't even tell what's going on this is like that but if the camera was like three or maybe like eight inches to the left and up so you're not even catching the shitty like scene you're catching that and like part of a wall for no reason and so you have no context for what's going on at all because sometimes you can't even tell who the person is who's doing the action at one point there was just a shot of a guy from the waist down wearing leather pants both people in the scene were wearing leather pants. So you have no clue which one has the upper hand because you're like, I don't know. Some guy in boots, I think, just kicked the other guy in boots. It was really... I don't know why they would have picked this guy because I can't imagine he's that great of a music video director. Yeah. Although again, I guess the Cure video, music videos probably have a lot less martial arts in them. Yeah, again, like, I guess you could capture sort of like some of the vibe but only if you had somebody else to sort of do the do the heavy lifting for the other parts of the movie uh it's kind of like when they get people who do like sketch comedy and they give them like a full tv show i'm like are you sure they know how to like stretch yes. it <laughs> to a full yeah. episode you understand that there's a difference between being funny for four and a half minutes and for being funny for like 30 minutes right yeah it's an extremely different talent set and that that is what you get because the early shots of this movie are very music video and it almost feels like the director got to like minute nine and was like uh-oh <laughs> yeah like, how much like, more do i have <laughs> I mean, it's cheesy as fuck, but, like, when the crow resurrects, he comes out of, like, the water as if, like, he's, like, rocketing out of it. But it's, like, a cool-looking shot. They obviously filmed it in, like, you know, some tank somewhere with, like, a black wall and stuff, and he, like, comes up, and it looks interesting. And they cut to, you know, the vapid expression of Mira Kirchner, but, like, that stuff looks kind of interesting. There's a couple of other, like, wide shots, like the shots of them going through the city, despite the fact the city is made of, like, cardboard boxes. It's interesting, there's a couple of like cool shots, but then like when people start talking, it's like he has no idea what to do. Like either they're shot really far away or way too close. There's like no just establishing shots, no middle ground shots. Everybody is like at one point they're showing the crow and it's just like from his chin to the top of his forehead, which is way too close because he's not even talking. He's just reacting to another person. And this guy who played the crow was not great on any level. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just to repeat what you said earlier, I don't know why they got this guy. I mean, I guess he had kind of the look, but mostly he just was, like, not competent with the script, which was itself not good. And Yeah, yeah, and the script that... wasn't good. He He's French. He's 
like he or i guess he was born in switzerland but he's he's a french actor so english is not his first language which is not a bad thing but it's very jarring in this film yeah, I suppose the, the, there are some certainly famous action heroes who have a, a, a yes. tenuous gr- grasp on the English language. But the other thing is, is this guy is not famous. You know what I mean? Right. This isn't like they went and picked this guy because he was well-known. Like, the stuff he's known for is On Guard, which is a French film. Cerno de Bergerac, which was also a French film. They showed it in the United States, but The Crow City of Angels and The Queen of the Damned. So, like, he wasn't even famous for anything when he was in this. So I don't know why they picked him. It like it just feels like it was like an arbitrary choice. Like they were just like, I don't know, this guy, he'll work for cheap. You know, that's like what it feels like. Or they filmed it in France or something and got a discount if they used a French actor. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 might seem like it's the only plausible reason they picked this sort of uh, this sort of uh, half interested man to do this 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 uh, remake to a relatively famous film. Yeah, yeah, and it's and like he, I don't know, he's doing some stuff which I assume was like his attempt of being like, you know how crows tilt their heads, but he's constantly like tilting his head and like hunching forward, but it's not like imposing. I don't know, and there's no like good lines as as you pointed out when we were watching it, like he goes and kills people and he just sort of says the last thing they said to him when they killed him, but what they said to him wasn't good either. So it's just like boring quotes being repeated back. It's a real bummer, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. To revisit the be- the worst parts of your script is not really doing us anyone uh, a service. Yeah, let me cut back to that part where the guy says, "Nothing personal, wrong place, wrong time." Wow, what a genius piece of dialogue. Never heard the, that in a film before. Or the woman who like starts to sing like a lullaby, a like hush little bird, yeah. hush little baby, don't you cry. Uh, what was her name? Kali. Kali's gonna give yeah. you eternal life. Like, it, what the it, fuck it's yeah it's not clever or, or really remarkably interesting it's a bizarre sequence to witness um well i guess i have to wonder if you let me let me say the context for you pokes if okay. you were a fan of the original crow which was ultimately a, a cult hit um yeah i mean uh, i don't think i disliked it i thought it was a little slow if i recall right but yeah for sure it looked cool if you were if you were okay with the original Crow and you had some friends over, could this be a watchable movie? Um, it was fun watching it with you, but I enjoy hanging out with you, so I don't. <laughs> that that made me not be like a great gauge. Uh, yeah, I think there was some stuff in there to make fun of, and it's pretty innocuous to points where you could really just stop paying attention if like you and your friend wanted to be like, oh hey, did you see blah blah blah? You know. And you would go back to the movie and not have missed anything. So, yeah, I, I think there's maybe something in it to sit and kind of joke watch it. But I, yeah. if you were like a fan of The Crow, I oh, don't, God. I can't picture. I just can't imagine you could watch this and be like, "Wow, that's what I was hoping would happen." Yeah, it feels like a tissue thin movie. Like every scene is ha- has no no weight to it. There's no real like direction for the protagonist or the supporting characters. It's just this wandery, well, music video that takes yeah. way too long to come to a conclusion. It's it's like somebody, it's like a student film version of the Crow. Like somebody tried to remake yes. the Crow. It definitely their, is. Like in the, like they're you know they live in like some town in Minnesota or something. <laughs> it's just or, very weird. Or French Canada. Um, yeah, Manitoba, and they were like, let's remake the <laughs> the Crow, eh? Wee oui, wee, oui. I don't really know any more French. Um But yeah, so would you would you say to watch it or Honestly no. I think I think I found it mostly boring. Um obviously always it was fun to make fun of, but there's just such large swaths where the nothing took place. And you know, you, you need the director to at least be trying to put weird content into your movie to make it worth mockery. And it just felt that it was like a little bit lacking. So I think if I think if someone's wondering whether or not they should watch it after you know, 45 minutes of us uh, ripping it to absolute shreds, uh, I would confirm the answer is probably not. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for The Crow, City of Angels. Um, uh, of course, I this would... is part of our Crow block, so we'll be doing uh, uh, Crow, uh, crow uh, uh, gar- Garbage Bin of, of Pain uh, next. That one's coming up, and then... I uh... mean, you, you laugh, but the movies have pretty dumb it's crow wicked prayer 
Crow think, Purgatory, and I forget what the other one was called. I think there's the Crow colon, Salvation. Quote, quote the Raven Die. Um, is that one? There's uh, there's like the Crow Miami, which I thought wasn't as good as the Crow original. Miami is a little. It's, it's way more brightly lit than I would have expected. Um, the weird part about it is when the crow dies and that police officer shows up and he's like, looks like he's going to be late and he puts sunglasses on and then the who play. He's trying to reference CSI Miami. I don't know if that joke landed. It didn't because I just had to explain it. Yeah! Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> crow! You know. No, that would have been, been a service. Is more gothy pun lines during his kills. That would have been a real uplift to this film. Yes. Yeah, the only thing they do is at one point he says a murder of crows, which is what a group of crows is called, so that's good. And then yeah. they, they take a poem about magpies and just replace it with crows, which seems maybe that's also a thing. I don't know. I thought I saw somewhere in the trivia it said that's from the comic. And no one smokes a clove cigarette. It's bullshit. Um, well, I think... Uh, I think we've not we've one hot topic, not one. <laughs> I think we've covered the, the, the City of Angels, uh, uh, the Crow front more thoroughly than the directors did. More thoroughly than the directors did. I think my I think my notes are longer than the script uh, and 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 contain more worth. So I'll go ahead and send that over to my boy Tim. We'll see what he wants to do with it. Uh... <laughs> I'm too busy f- filming a you know a Cure retrospective. Please don't. Um... <laughs> Uh, 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 people have been talking a lot about the cure. Uh, that is not the cure they've been talking about, folks. But you got you got that wrong. Uh, uh, I don't know. I would like to think boys don't cry could save me. <laughs> I, just, I have to end this before you do more. Uh, that is the theme of every episode of this podcast. Um, uh, as we said before, in, uh, other episodes. If you're if you're tuning in, uh, we love suggestions, so we don't have to watch the Crow City of Angels, please please help us out yeah come up with anything you want us to watch although this probably is like going to result in people picking even worse films but if you have something you want us to watch leave a message at facebook instagram twitter soundcloud uh they're all at naos pod uh or you know let's face it in all likelihood if you're listening to this you probably know one of us so just (laughs) send us a message and let us know what kind of a movie you'd like to see up next 